0: All right, go, Brian. Hey, guys. Welcome to another week of the Two Guys on Politics podcast uh, featuring me, Brian Broken.
1: I'm Bill Lipinski.
0: And I'm Ray Hanania. And
2: we have a special guest, uh, an election law specialist going back many years. This guy knows uh, election law better than any almost anybody no, in almost. the state of, or the Midwest, uh, Bert Odelson. A great, a great guy to help us. And we're going to focus on the elections that just took place, uh, Republican and Democratic primaries, June 28th. Uh, so, Bert, welcome. You want to say a few words before we tear into the the results?
3: Sure. How, how much time did you give me, Ray? 30 <laughs> seconds. 30 seconds. It's it's an honor to be on with with Congressman Lipinski, who I go back with to the 23rd ward when I used to represent him when he was a committeeman there, in the fun days of politics. So it is an honor to be on with Bill. Oh, you can keep talking then, Bert. It's okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the, we just saw the big this big primary primary election. Bill, let's uh, let's start with you. What what's the big race? Couple big races.
1: Well, I think that. Uh, you did say you're going to start with me. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think the uh, one thing that's been entirely overlooked by the news media is the fact that the Democrats spent between forty-five and fifty million dollars to nominate the Republicans' candidate for governor of the state of Illinois. That is absolutely incredible to me. I don't know how they get the audacity to do something like that when mm-hmm. you could, you know hand pick your opponent. And this man, uh, his commercials were just out of this world. Uh, but it's amazing how successful he was. It looked to me like he carried Chicago. There probably were very few Republican votes in uh, Chicago. but It looks like he carried Cook County in all the Cowler counties. And of course he carried heavily uh, downstate. But I still think that if the Republicans did what the Democrats did in this election poured money in to pick the candidate they wanted for the opposite party—we'd still be reading about it and hearing about it. But because it was the Democrats doing it, we don't hear
3: about it. I'd like to know what everybody else thinks about that.
0: Uh,
3: if if I could tune in, yes, uh, I, I I I think it's absurd. And, and a disgrace, to tell you the truth. And, uh, and, and Bill is right. If the Republicans had done that, we would be reading about it. And maybe there would be indictments. Who knows? You know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's absurd. And it continued on. I saw a commercial this morning before I left for work already uh, uh, against, uh, against uh, uh, Bailey. So they've already started, whereas people are going to be sick to see seeing these things by August, to tell you the truth. And I, I uh, politics has sunk to a, a in just a, a, the lowest level I I've ever seen it. And I'm sure Bill's ever seen it by allowing one party to nominate their, their opponent. Uh, and they did it and they're going to get away with it.
2: And so this, a lot of people that watch the election that may not have even looked at the money part of it might yeah. think that, no, oh, it was uh, Donald Trump that came in and, a Anointed Bailey, but it really wasn't him, was it? It oh. was uh, Pritzker's uh, pro Pritzker PACs that really kind of pushed him and did a number on Irving.
1: Well, Irving, I don't. There's another thing that I don't understand about modern politics: how a man could spend fifty-five million dollars for a candidate and not had vetted that guy better. I mean, that mayor of Aurora had more baggage than any candidate I've ever seen running for. Public office in the state of Illinois, just incredible.
2: And it was a low turnout too. What was the young perspective on this, Brian?
0: Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I I myself did not show up to vote because I didn't see anything to. Oh,
2: Brian. (laughs) But that's listen. That's the young people. I think were they turned Uh. off by the negativeness or?
0: Well, I, I just look at the races, right? So on the Democrat side pritzker has a hundred million dollars to spend he's going to win that election hands down anyways that vote doesn't matter basically where i lived i knew who was going to win the congressional primary so i didn't really care about that and then after that all that downstream stuff no one has the time to pay attention to that if you're not tuned in so why bother voting because the vote doesn't really matter at that point on the republican side you look at the kind of complete disarray of the Republican party in the state of Illinois right now where Dale, Darren Bailey has been anointed as the GOP candidate he has no money but his opponent is actually basically giving him re- name recognition cuz he wants to face him right so now they're going to paint him perfectly the last big republican donor in the state just left for miami so and that was the guy who funded richard urban right so the party is basically in disarray. There's nothing to vote for on that side either, really. So what's the point? What are you getting out of it at that point? There, there needs to be a, a bigger focus, I think, on local elections. And more of the power needs to come down from the federal level for people, you know, in the younger generations to care more about it. So journeys so, Go ahead, Bert.
2: Yeah,
3: I got I, I to hop in here because there's a candidate that maybe we can interest Brian in. Uh, in, in the general election, uh, who uh, who uh, I, I I'm going to go out on the limb and say Bill likes too, uh, and I really like, and I've represented him since he became a state rep because I did his recount 20 years ago, and that's Dan Brady. And the focus the focus in the next general uh, should be on the secretary of state's office because the governor's office is done. You're right, Brian. Nothing to vote for there, but the Secretary of State's office, and I know Bill's going to agree with me with it on this, is a critically important office in the state of Illinois, has more jobs than any other office in the state of Illinois, and performs the best function for the people in the state of Illinois. So who do we want? Do we want who the Demo- Democrats produced? And I'm glad they did, because that's the candidate I wanted to see. Or do do you go with the moderate Republican, Mr. Lepinti, and you I can certainly, certainly talk take about this.
1: No question about it. I'll take a look at him. I uh, I wound up voting for Alexi Janulis, uh, not because I liked him so much because he went after my friend Madigan early on in the campaign. But uh, the woman that was running against him, she turned out to be almost as bad as the mayor of Aurora.
3: So, so you, you, I, I, I thought, uh, Bill, you knew Dan Brady, but if you don't, you should get no, to. I him. don't. I don't know Dan Brady. He, yeah. he, is, he is one of the few left in the General Assembly who who crosses over and 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 has many Democratic friends, friends that I'm close to. the the the, the Fran Hurleys, the Kelly Burks, the Natalie Manleys, the 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 really good uh, Democrat mm-hmm. state reps are very friendly with Dan and because Dan knows government it's not just about republican and democrat just like you were when you were congressman you can tell bert. dan that i'll vote for him because of you bert <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll tell bert, him
2: does this. does dan uh, does uh, dan brady have the money though to run against uh, alexi Janulius or sick i like alexi Janulius. Um, i think he's a decent guy he did have some issues but is there anybody that's run for office that doesn't have like mud thrown at them or Every candidate that's run has been hit with something, right?
3: Which is why guys like Brian don't, don't go to the polls because we, Isn't don't see it the mud that, though? we don't see positive anymore. We don't see what you've done. We see everything they can dig up and more because, because jokingly, Ray, you know, we used to talk about you when you were a reporter and the, and the joke was <laughs> the facts never got in the way of one of Ray's stories. So that's the way it's, 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 it's happened in, in, in politics now in these ads. You can't sue each other because you can say anything you want
2: about the Brian, election. I want you to know that's a good example of mudslinging. Okay. The kind that we see in politics. <laughs> uh, so, so does I, he have, do you think he has the money to run a campaign for secretary of state?
3: Against Alexi? Good question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do know that he's going to be supported by uh, a lot of moderate uh, Democrats uh, who like Dan a lot. Dan yeah, well, one good quality, again, what Bill will appreciate? He's not a lawyer, so that's he's got that going for him. And you know what he is, Ray? So he's
2: an. Undertaker. I know him. He's a good guy. I he's an
3: undertaker, is. longtime undertaker downstate, and just a quality guy. And where's where is he from downstate? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, I I don't know. I know it's a long drive. I I, I don't know. <laughs> what are your clients, Bert? Uh, he's one of my clients. He has been for forever. I did his petitions. He's just, he's just a quality guy. So I think, I think the focus in November is not, as Brian said, is not on the uh, uh, governor. There's nothing to focus on. It's going to, it's going to be, should be about the secretary of state and what each guy offers the state of Illinois.
0: Will there be a struggle then? Because I know Darren Bailey has come out and said he's trying to like reorganize the Republican party in the state. And if he's trying to do that while Dan Brady is trying to run a more moderate campaign on the Republican side, which is going to win out there? And are they going to be able to find any common ground to build there?
3: The answer is no. And and there will be no common ground because uh, Dan Brady was not associated with any ticket whatsoever. He ran by himself and he's, uh, he's already told, his friends, that that's the way he will continue to run. Uh, so you, you'll you see. And again, I'm so happy that, that Bill Lipinski on this show today. You will see another uh, a moderate who works with both sides, stay a moderate and stay in his lane and not get in the way of the Trump and Bailey and Pritzker collision, which is going to. Very is gonna- good, Bert. I'm with him it <laughs> <laughs> was easy
1: let's move on no, okay no well,
2: wait let's wait let's talk just a little bit about the republican party since we brought it up because i i the republicans that i've seen have been way off the deep end um when you look in some areas of cook county like that keith pico that's running for congress in the sixth district i mean he is a far very far right uh i would say extremist but Um, and then there's the Trump, you know, factor. Well, Um, he did also,
0: you know, yeah, well, go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you're right. I mean, but the moderates like Brady, how do they carve out an identity? The only thing going for him, I think is being a general election. We don't really have to look at Republican or Democratic uh, labels. That's the only thing that may help them. Yes. But I think there's still, don't you think they're still going to focus and, push this uh, extreme Republican agenda and it'll be so far out there. It'll be high, hard to get away from that. Won't it for a guy it, like Brady? Uh, it,
3: it will because uh, uh, of the, of the leadway that the law has given these guys to say whatever they want to say. So they'll tie, they'll try to tie Brady to Trump and to Bailey. And, you know, even though he doesn't have any association other than the fact that he's Republican, uh, they can say what they want basically and spend millions of dollars saying it. And what do people see? They see what's on TV. We don't do, unfortunately we're not in the 23rd war or the 14th war the 11th and people don't knock on doors anymore. Well, not, not, not many. So the, the grassroots politics have basically disappeared and now it's all media and direct mail and showbiz to tell you the truth.
1: Okay. I want to say two things. Number one, I was talking to, uh, a very close friend of mine, a a great ward committeeman. He's still a ward committeeman. He doesn't have any other titles anymore, but he had his precinct captains out working this past election, not for candidates, but to get a police district closer to his uh, ward on the southwest side of the city of Chicago. And he says the thing that surprised his precinct captains the most were so many people coming out that were Democrats, taking Republican ballots. They couldn't believe what a switch there had been. Now, this is primarily a white ethnic area that's still on the Southwest side of the city of Chicago. Those people who used to come out in general elections and vote Republican, I know very well, they vote Democratic in the primary, but in the general they vote. Republicans now are coming into the Republican primary and voting in the Republican primary. The other thing I wanna say, is that I was listening yesterday to 820, the Progressive Democratic Station, and uh, they had uh Heinz on there. What's uh Heinz's first name?
2: Dan, Dan Heinz?
1: No, 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 um, the columnist. Hey, come on, he used to cover City Hall. He's with Crane, he writes for Crane's
2: Oh you know, Greg, Hines. Greg, Greg Hines, Greg Hines, Greg Hines, yeah.
1: yeah. He was on there and Joan Esposito, former TV reporter now is a host on this progressive Democratic. And she right away started talking about the radical Republicans who were elected to office. And, and Hines surprisingly says, well, what about all the extremely left-wing Democrats yeah. were, that were nominated also this past uh, you know primary day? And I agree with that. Many of the individuals that were nominated by the Democrats our extremely left wing, state representative, Mike Zaleski, a liberal definitely, was defeated because he wasn't liberal enough. He wasn't progressive enough. I don't know what he ever did against the liberal cause, but they voted him out of office. Now I'll shut up and listen to-
2: No, you- no, don't, don't <laughs> shut up. We, we wanna hear you, Bill. But listen, when since you brought up Mike a great guy decent guy. I've talked to him. There was no reason to dislike him. I think his only problem was he started, I think he took this election for granted. I didn't see him do anything until three weeks before the election. Uh, This guy, Abdul Nasser Rashid, who's Middle Eastern um, and has a name that you would think would make it hard to get elected. He started six months ago and uh, came very close to winning the Cook County race four years ago in the 17th district. He took the race serious. Mike didn't. And we always see this in election after election. People that take it for granted risk losing their seat. And I think that's what happened to Mike.
3: And I, if I can give my two cents. Sure. Mike's a friend of mine, as, as, as is his dad, another quality guy. And both great guys. Mike, Mike didn't didn't know politics when he was in the, in, in, in the house. He knew government, and he, he worked for the people. He was, he was exactly what you wanted as a state representative, really a quality guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I knew uh, a week ago, or I was going on Harlem Avenue through Berwyn. On Harlem Avenue, I went for two miles, saw not one of Mike's signs. Every other house had, uh, I don't even know his name, the, the other
2: Rashid. Uh, Rashid. Yeah. Rashid,
3: I thought, uh-oh, this ain't good. Uh, Mike's gonna lose because he didn't get out. Uh, I I know he got. I was with him two weeks ago, and I knew he he started late, like you said. He started knocking doors and he worked hard, but it was a little too late.
2: And especially in today's world, where early voting is two yes. weeks before oh, the yes. election, yes. If you yes. start, I I saw people spending a lot of money in mailers, uh, five days before the election, and I'm thinking. Oh. You missed 60% of the vote already, the early vote. Correct. Aren't, we, aren't we making uh, Brian's case though, why young people don't wanna be involved in elections anymore? Because none of this has to do with issues. These right. elections are being decided by other factors.
3: That's correct. Yeah, that, that is correct. There is no issues anymore. That And then the issues that are supposedly issues are fabrications to tell you the truth. Uh, if just look at the commercials. So what's the answer? I mean, we it, it's the heart of our democracy. I, I preached this when I make speeches without the right to vote and expressing yourself. All of our other freedoms are for naught.
2: Well, Brian, actually, you're part of the majority yeah. in this debate, to be honest with you, because uh, Bill uh, Bert, and I, we voted. You didn't. The majority of uh, eligible voters, they didn't vote. It was right. probably one of the lowest turnouts we've yes. seen in a long time. And
0: why is that? It can't be just the mud. Not you why, that, not why, Brian. What do we do to fix it? I mean, to me, I think it's just the nationalization of our politics. I, I've talked about this one or two times before, lightly. But I, I think so much of the way we consume media now, specifically, you know, the younger 40, 20 to 40 age bracket, is national news-focused media. Um, I, I pay very little attention to things happening in my, you know, local area on a political level or different things like that. It seems like those problems are either solved or there is no way to solve them. So really what you need to do is deprioritize the national level and make people focus on the local level. And what that means is you need to give less power to the federal government and more power to the local government and more people who care about it.
1: I also believe that if we could possibly get money reduced in how much you can spend in a campaign, oh, yeah. it would yeah. be enormously helpful. Yes. People wouldn't be able to go on TV so much, go on the radio so much. They would have to get more grass supports. You'd have to get back to people walking around, knocking on doorbells, talking to voters in behalf of a candidate. I think that would be very helpful.
2: Well, let's talk about one race that's close to your heart, Bill, where a lot of outside money actually targeted um, the candidate who lost, Marie Newman. There was something like, according to Open Secrets, $700,000 in uh, dark pack money that targeted her negatively. Um, And she still, even one-on-one, Marie Newman with Sean Kasson, who's another great guy. Both of them I thought are good. Um, But Kasson had twice as much money as Marie Newman. And then she was targeted by that dark money. Um, do you think it would have made a difference in leveling the money field in that race? Or was it that she was too far to the left in a conservative district, really?
1: Well, he, he's pretty far to the left, too, but I don't think yes. people knew how far to the left he was. Uh, you know, this may sound uh, like I'm being uh, uh, very prejudiced, but truthfully, I never met anyone in the district who ever had a good word to say about uh, Marie Newman. Other than you, Ray, you, you, you had a good word to say about her. But I, I, like it. I met, you know, political people, uh, officials, and just common ordinary citizens like me, they didn't like her. I, I don't know if it was simply because she was an aggressive woman or what there was about her, but she had a very hard time winning friends and influencing people uh, in person. And when she no longer had all that uh, choice money from the various organizations uh, that she had the last time against Dan, she was forced to go out and campaign. And I say, I don't think she won too many votes that way. Plus she had the ethics problem. Plus his daughter died. I mean, you you add everything up and you can't be surprised that she lost seventy thirty.
0: Okay. Well, I, I was going to, go ahead. There is an interesting piece I want to piggyback on there, which was the, you know, all that pro-choice money that came in last election that didn't need to be here this time because both candidates were on the same side of that. And she was essentially a one issue, like, you know, pawn to play on the map with the dark money, with the money that you want to move around. And now that you've already got what you want in that district, that money disappears because- Essentially, after that, the two candidates are the same thing. I,
2: I think Marie Newman made one big mistake that, ironically, Abdul Nasser Rashid did not make. She was very outspoken in support of uh, the Middle East. That seemed to be the focus of her campaign. And while that may be great for me as a voter, because I'm from the Middle East, maybe you know not for others, um, Abdul Nasser Rashid, who is Palestinian with an Arab name, didn't talk about the Middle East at all. He focused strictly on seniors, on taxes, on health care. When you went up to him to talk, he didn't say we need to save Palestine. Um, And I think Maria got either put herself into that pocket where she was identified as being part of that squad, you know, where they're always talking about the Middle East. And I don't think people identified real issues with her that they were most interested in and saw her as a spokesperson. And again, I think those issues were good, but those are not issues that are gonna win anybody in an election. Well, in the, uh, you're
1: talking about the fellow that beats Zaleski, yes. <laughs> he ran like an American.
2: So that's what uh, I mean, the right? The
1: Arab community has individuals that run for public office, but they run like they're running, you know, in an Arab country, and they're running right. against, you know and I know, one country, Israel. You talk about the dark money, those were devastating pieces that I got that were sent yeah. in by you know who. You
2: call it dark yeah. money. I'll <laughs> let it go at that, but I don't think really it came from you know tribal. One. We'll call it tribal funds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, but I but that's exactly it. And uh, you know, I, I, I've always written when I write to the now it's important, it was important in the third district, it's important in the sixth district, because in the third district the Arab population is 9% of the voting population. In the new sixth district, it's 18% of the voting population. And yet I still think that the mistake is focusing on 18% and ignoring 82% is a big mistake in politics.
3: I would say so, yes. Yeah, the, the, the other big mistake, and, and this is a saying that uh, uh, young Brian probably has never heard, but uh, we used to say all politics Are local. And 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 as Brian's point, and we've probably gotten away from that. And now all politics is is national. Uh, And and, and we don't, and maybe it's because we live in Illinois uh, and there's not much room uh, other than the politics that we see all through state government now. Uh, But there is, because I represent a lot of municipalities. And in many of those municipalities, politics is still local. When we elect our mayor, our aldermen or trustees, it is very, very local. And we ignore the national, the national scene, and we still go door to door. But on the state rep, the state senator, the state offices, uh, I think Brian may, may, may be right that everything is local and money orientated towards TV and, and towards, uh, Guys like Ray who 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 do who do these things with podcasts, you know, uh, you know, I I I can't reach out to many of my folks with with podcasts. To tell you the truth, I, I still gotta use my phone and 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 call them or or go visit them.
1: Your does anybody
2: passion. think the media? Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Your but... You're not bothering like Ray and I.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was Bill's idea. Oh. You. He's on top of technology. But does anybody think the news media? went too far and had a greater influence in this election than they normally do? I mean, taking sides, not taking sides, or were they really not the focus of uh, the election results?
1: I don't think, as far as I saw, and I watched a lot of news, I didn't think that they were involved in this election very much at all. If they had been, they would have pointed out Pritzker and the Democrats funneling all that money into the uh, rifle
2: tootin' guy from Southern
1: Illinois to make them, uh, you know.
2: Well, isn't that a way of being involved then, not pointing out that story?
3: That's
1: not because you're
2: right.
3: Yeah, that's not involvement. Bill's right. Bill's right. to press and you know, the uh, Sun Times now doesn't endorse because they're not for profit, and the the Tribune endorses, but it's become kind of so what. You know. Yeah. Who cares really? What Brian? Do you care what the Tribune says is due to vote for?
1: I've
0: never looked at the Tribune before in my life.
1: I want to say one thing here before we go any further. Any technical skills I have in dealing with a computer or a podcast or anything, the guy sitting on the right-hand side right down here, I get all my information from him. (laughs) I know nothing about this stuff other than what he has taught me. You know, one thing we ought to do, and we should have Bert back for this sometime in the near future, we should try to do a podcast and how you can rebuild the Republican Party in this state. I mean, I can remember, I'm sure Ray can remember, Bert, you remember, Jim Edgar, governor. Of course. Jim Thompson, governor for life. Of uh, George Ryan was governor. You know, they control many statewide offices. What happened to the Republican Party?
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll go all the way back to Ogilvy, who right. had the courage to institute a, a, an income tax, which ultimately defeated them. You know, so yeah, there was a Republican Party at one time, uh, and, and there's still some quality people in the Senate and 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 some in the House uh, that are Republicans, but they're powerless. There's, they can do nothing, nothing for their community. Well, there's a guy that lives uh, a block down the street here from me,
1: the minority leader of the House, Jim Durkin. I think he's a quality guy. Yep, me too. He's a moderate Republican. He's an individual, I think, that you know really should
3: try to apply himself to help bring this this party back yeah it, well, it, yeah unfortunately the funding mechanism went to miami so it's, <laughs> it's going to be difficult to do
2: <laughs> well the republicans are disappearing in cook county um are fewer i mean a good uh, barometer is the cook county board when you okay. look at the board the presence is just disappearing it's down to one or two seats I'm not sure the Republicans are going to be able to hold that seat. But that brings up another question to get everybody to talk about this idea that it's a midterm election, that the party that's not in the White House has the momentum to win. Given all this stuff about gun control and abortion, has that momentum been stifled a little bit or is that momentum going to sweep through? And the sixth district, I think this race between Caston and Peacow is a good example of Will that Republican momentum put a guy like Pico in uh, over uh, somebody who I think is much more centrist, even though he is liberal, you know, over How How is that going to play in these elections? Illinois is a blue state, right? I think but if yet-
1: Grasso had been the nominee of the Republicans, they would have had a shot at right. this district. From what I hear, Pico is really very, very right wing. And I don't, yeah. this district can definitely elect a Republican. There's no question about it, but it's gotta be a moderate Republican. It right. can't be a guy, you know, who's on the fringe of the
3: party. And most people tell me that Pico is very, very right wing. Yeah, he definitely he, he is. is. I, and I know he is too. I represented Dan McLaughlin in the last mayoral election. So I, 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 uh, I got a taste of Mr. Pico and uh, I, I couldn't agree with Bill Moore if, if Grasso had been the candidate, it had been a real race. I, I don't see it as a race, to tell you the truth. Yeah.
2: The sad thing with Dan McLaughlin was that his uh, issue of the salary and the pension was much like Mike Belandex' failure to deal with the snow. One, right. This guy, McLaughlin, was in 20, year, 24 years, one of the best mayors Portland Park has ever seen, did so much for the community, and one thing killed him.
3: Yeah, but you know what's funny about that? It's not really funny. Uh, uh, PCOW won because he campaigned because uh, Dan raised the salary to 150000 for the next term. And then he took the salary after, right. he, after he became mayor. He took the 150000 And he 000. campaigned
2: against it. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's right. terrible. It, yeah. So um, uh, I'm not a big fan of his, believe me. And I live under his uh, very dark be umbrella. Be it's careful. Scary there. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm fearless. But um so nobody thinks that uh, do you think the Republicans are going to take over the house and the Senate anybody you mean federal I, I, firmly, I firmly yes. across, across the country
1: after the U.S House of Representatives I think they, the abortion issue the guns uh, may possibly chop off you know five ten seats from their uh, majority but I still think that they carry the house by at least 30 votes the Senate yeah. I don't know I. the at one time, I thought the Republicans had captured the Senate,
3: but I'm not so sure any longer. I think it's uh, definitely a toss-up. And I, I have to agree with that. In in light of the Supreme Court's holding overturning Roe, and energizes the uh, liberal wing again. Uh, so maybe maybe that negates the fact that it's the midterm, and 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 gas prices are unbelievable, and you know the economy, the the Supreme Court's ruling. I think you see, we've seen it, it ignited the other the other side again, so maybe that evens things out. I don't know. I mean, Brian, you going to vote in November?
2: Yeah, of course. I, uh, I was just going to yeah. ask that. It's, you don't have to declare a party. You can oh. pick and choose. Um, yeah, what's the likelihood that younger people might vote? I mean, I
0: think the the general is far more likely to attract people, as always, but I think part of it's also... You know, people are energized by certain things, you know, the abortion, the gun control, things like that. But also, at the end of the day, as much as people say they care about those things, the number one thing is always the economy. So it just depends on where the economy is in three months. So we'll see. I mean, the the peak gas prices in America are supposed to hit in like four or five days for the 4th of July. It's always the peak. Now and I, then we'll see from there if they can bring it down. I
1: just filled up my gas tank yeah, uh, an hour it. and a half ago. Uh, it was all, you know, it was down to the last click, $110. Yeah. mine
0: yeah. was
3: 106. I just filled mine up. Yeah. yeah.
1: Unbelievable.
3: It's unbelievable. But I, I have to disagree with Brian a bit uh, that the economy is the number one issue. In some places, it may be. In other places, it's crime. If you live in Chicago and parts of Chicago and you can't go out of your house and you're not even safe in your house and sitting by the front window, Crime is on your mind, not the price of gas. <laughs> the Republicans, both of those issues.
0: Yep. Well, I think yeah, that's the, the biggest thing going for Bailey, right? Bailey has criticized Pritzker for basically the past week just talking about abortion, this abortion, that we're in a state where nothing's going to change. Nothing matters on his his opinion doesn't matter either <laughs> way in the state on that issue. So why are you even talking about it? Talk right. about the things people actually are concerned about.
2: It's a shame that the governor's money is going to buy the election. He yeah. bought the election four years ago. He's going to buy the election again. Um, and, uh, and I think Bailey bringing up crime is so important. But uh, Pritzker's money is going to kind of temper all that, I think, unfortunately. I, <laughs>
1: <wish>. <laughs> I think Pritzker is running for president. I think he'll be in Iowa.
3: I do, too. Uh, shortly after he's reelected governor of Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I had a dollar for every time you're going to see Bailey, uh, the, that video clip of Bailey saying Chicago is a hellhole. Yes. I, would, I, I that would pay for a couple of tanks of gas, I think, because they're going to run that in Chicago every day, every day.
2: Yeah, Pritzker, Pritzker is smart enough to know how to present himself, because when yep. he was a young person, his name was Jay Robert right about the time that Dallas was on TV. <laughs> and instead of saying jr he called himself jb pritzker yeah. and uh, because if he really wanted to call himself something i think jr pritzker would be the better one and jr was the evil character in dallas I and i think that. people w- yeah. and people would see him for what he really is but yeah. he's managed to even take the third worst state in the country and run a campaign for governor based on what he's achieved <laughs> I don't understand how it's possible. It's just money to me. Any, Any final thoughts, and the governor? I've always been a big fan of Pritzkers? No, I have not been a big fan of Fritzker's at all from the beginning.
3: Brian, Brian, I have a question for Brian. His final thoughts here. What can sure. we do to bring you guys back to to, to the booth? What can we do?
0: I, I think you know. At, at the end of the day, it's really explaining why things are going to change um, based on a vote. And I think it's, it's not particularly obvious at this point when you go into the you know, voting booth or fill out your mail-in ballot, what you're actually achieving by doing that. So I think the, the messaging at this point has become just mudslinging back and forth. And I think we need to find a way back to an issues-based election system we should put more things, one idea is put more things on the ballot to vote on ideas wise, and then assign people to basically push that through on a local or state level. That way we know what we're voting for.
1: You're talking about like a referendum?
0: That referendum. They... I, I think those are very underused, because I think those are ideas that are very easy to rally behind, like the legalizing marijuana in the state. There is a huge portion of people who went and voted who have never voted before in their lives just because they wanted to vote yes on that referendum to legalize in the state. So I think those issue based kind of things on the ballot are very important.
3: And and I'm holding right here a piece of paper uh, because we did just that in the village of Dalton. We put a referendum on the ballot to recall the mayor of Dalton because things are so bad there. And guess what the people did? They came out and voted for that referendum to recall her because things were so bad. So you're absolutely right. It's just, it's hard to get a referendum on that affects the whole state because you need a lot of signatures. A local referendum is much, much easier.
0: Yep.
3: Well, is it All possible right. to have a uh, statewide referendum in Illinois that's binding? Yes, it is. But you need to talk to Pat Quinn. You need a lot of signatures, wow. a lot of signatures.
2: And, and, and reminding us about how a person destroyed the two-party system with his legislation to eliminate the third seat in each uh, of the legislative districts, if I right. remember correctly.
3: You do, but that that was uh, all by referendum, and, and that yes, was it was by, by the, the petition of the people. But the people yes, put that. So whether you like it or you don't, uh, Quinn did the, the work and got the petition on the ballot, and then the people decided. That's democracy, but that's, right?
2: But, the, but democracy. that's the same argument about this past election. The people that took the time to vote, we may not like what the vote results are, but that's what democracy is all about. The voters yeah. voted, and that's the ones that didn't, they didn't.
3: Yeah, we are, but that, we had an 18% turnout. If, I, I dare say that back when they had the cutback amendment, it was a little more than 18%. I'm sure voted. it was.
2: <laughs> so, I'm sure it was.
3: Yeah, that's the problem, the lack of voting.
2: Yeah, I think it is. Anything else, guys?
3: No, it's been a pleasure being on with Bill Lipinski. I have to say, you too, Brian.
2: Very nice having you on. <laughs> thanks,
3: thanks, thanks.
2: Okay, thanks. I'm thanks. here too. I'm here too, Bert. I, I know. <laughs> <Where are you>? <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks, Brian. Anyway, all
0: right, all right, Brian. Good. All right, all right. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us for another week of the Two Guys on Politics podcast with me, Brian Broken.
1: Good day. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right.
2: Thanks. I'm Ray Hanania, and Ian. we want to thank our guest, Bert Thanks. Odelson, for joining us and uh, helping us understand some of the issues that uh, impacted this last election. Thanks, guys. We'll see Thanks. you next week. See you. All right. Ian. All right.